With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live from South Florida, it's the Artist Loose Thinking Radio Show with Murder's Music Christian on the Happy Hour Network and NGFCSports.com. I'm your host, Ernest E.J. Christian, Ernest Speaker Show, presented by the Happy Hour Network, as well as NGSTSports.com, because we never stop. Join the chorus here by the heartthrob. Follow me on Twitter at G-W-E-S-T-W-L-I-O. G-Steel Omega, what's up? G? Yeah. Oh, there you are. Hello. Hello, hello. Yeah. You know how to work You know how to work the You know how to work it? No, it, it showed that you you were live, and it didn't. I don't know what happened. Weird. Well, well, I was gonna say you're actually really lucky today because I have a sore throat, so I can't really like scream over you or try to talk over you or just you know. And, and try what to the, my what, today. But the good point is the good the good news is we have a loaded show today. Loaded, loaded, loaded show today. Uh, first hour. Let's get to it. First hour. Russell Bax will be on in ten minutes. We're we'll talking NFL free agency, all that. Four thirty. We're gonna have. Lane Green show, Lane Green, our guy. Second hour. Uh, second hour is going to be, oh yeah, Keith Irizarry. That's right, Keith Irizarry of ESPN New York, 98.7. And then our guy, Benjamin Albright, at 5.30, talking more NFL free agency and, and whatnot. It's been a great, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy week. Uh, we got a lot of breaking news uh, before we get to the top five. We can do that right now, but before we get to that, breaking news. Corner reports: Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers are agreed to a new contract. That's good. I mean, I, I, I guess this finalizes that he'll be ending his career there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So that's that's what's going on there. Uh, you know what? Let's get to the house five now. Screw it. All right then. Where's the music? I can't find the music! Uh, you're, you're, just ter- you're just terrible. You're, you're, you know what, dude? I just woke up. Shut up. I just woke up. You ready? All right. Top five topic number one. DeMarco Murray to Philadelphia for a reported five-year, $42 million, 21 guaranteed. Do you trust in Chip Kelly's decision-making TJ? Chip Kelly is 20 and 14. His first year in Philadelphia, Eagles their coach. You know what? I, what I will say is this. Give the man his due. He's earned the right, and he has the balls to, to do, you know, to make his team into his own image. If it fails, he takes the fall. You know, if it works, Eagle fans are going to feel stupid for the last five days, being discouraged and being pissed off about the moves he's been making. Here's the bottom line: he's head coach. You know, if you if you're trying to trust in the head coach to be the guy, expect 
things like this to happen. And, you know, I'm not saying I agree with what you're doing, you know, but at the same time, you know, this team. So I think he's earned enough stock right now in two years to at least trust the process. Yeah, I, I, if I'm going to tell the Eagles fan base, like, you know what's funny about the Eagles fan base, DJ? They never really want anything, and they feel like they, and they talk like they have. <laughs> so, so let Tim Kelly do his thing. Yeah, you, you, you have a, a real, a real, um, three-headed monster in that backfield now with Murray and, um, and Brian Matthews and with the other guy, the little from Darren Stroll. Uh, I mean, uh, I, it's, it's just wait and see what Tim Kelly is going to say, DJ. Just wait. Um, yeah. Top five topic number two, Darrell Revis confirms the Jets. Were the Pets not smart and paying him the $40 million that he wanted either? Yep, 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 and yes, because I've been saying all along. Not a knock on Darrell Revis, but it was going to be interesting to see the Patriots do the anti-Patriot thing. The, the Patriots never overpaid, regardless of talent, so why start now? And if, look, I, there's a lot of Pats fans who were pissed off saying, well, why did they pay the $4 million guarantee? It's not like Revis took you guys from a five-win team to a Super Bowl champion. You guys are already in position. So, what changes here? Okay, fine. Maybe maybe you're not the clear-cut favorite in the AFC anymore, but you're still the favorite in the AFC. I think they did the right thing here. I think, why break? Why fix something that's not broken, you know? Tweak it. You trust in the scheme. It's worked for 15 years. Belichick Brady has earned the right... I, I find it funny that even close friend of ours, I won't mention any names, but close friend of ours... Get mad at Belichick for not, for not doing resigning him when didn't just five weeks ago you won a Super Bowl? Exactly. Yeah, that's. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. The I mean, Patriots fan base. Patriots won a Super Bowl five weeks ago. Thank you. Yeah, the, 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 the Patriots fan base just spoils. Like I, I was, all, I was all on board with them not giving Revis that money. You, 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 you let a team like the Jets, who are average at best, just give them that money because they have to. Um. Yeah, I want to say this so quickly though. Gee, well, I'll, I'll say so quickly though. That being said, if, if I was New England, I would have rather pick up the option. If anything, I, maybe the twenty million option been a little more. What probably been uh, one year option would have been worth it. The one year twenty mil. But I see where they're coming from also there too. But forty million guaranteed? Nah, let him walk. Honestly, both sides got what they wanted from each other, so I, I, I think it's easy for them to walk away. Hot <clears throat> uh, five topic number three. Jimmy Graham shockingly traded to Seahawks for center Max Unger at a first-round pick. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I mean, I'm still shocked. Look, now, listen to the thing, though. So, and I think this is where you and I, and even our, our, our guy, uh, Ray Harris, Mr. Mojay is our guy, we agree that Jimmy Graham is a bit overrated. And no, no, no. And let me clear my position on this real quick. As a tight end... He's overrated. Now, if he's a receiver, he's probably a top five or six receiver in the league. But as a tight end, there are certain attributes that he doesn't bring to the table that say a guy like my boy, Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, uh, brings to the table. Got a blocker, for one. So, um, so yeah. I, I, but at, at the same time, though, both teams win here. You know why? The same team cap room. You're not going to cut Drew Brees, right? So, you got to cut. You got to start cutting the fat somewhere. Jimmy Graham? Is a big is a big contract, contract on your on your uh, on your roster. You got to move that contract. You bring in a Pro Bowl center and a first round pick to Seattle. We know we, we build champions around the draft. Okay, Seattle filled a huge need. You know, one of the things they didn't do well last year, they didn't score well in the, in the red zone. So they bring a guy now who can score in the red zone in Jimmy Graham. So both teams here won. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I... I feel like the Saints won in terms of trying to rebuild. You know, um, they unload Jimmy Graham is going to want a huge extension. They get Max Unger. The first round pick is who he would have wanted, but they needed some, of the, uh, some kind of value. They got Max Unger. Um, they, 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 they just traded away their two time football guards. They just traded away Kenny Sills. And if everyone's saying that pretty much everybody's open for a conversation for a trade from New Orleans. So it's a weird thing with the zone over there. I think Jimmy Graham is overrated. Match made to heaven can put the overrated rough the book. Top five topics number four. New York Giants extend your boy Tom Coughlin's contract by a year. Is that smart or dumb? It's smart because he has the one thing I will say is different about Coughlin now than say eight years ago when he first uh, was on the fire in 2006, 2007, is that at least right now he has the locker room. He has, he has lots of locker room. He has to respect the guys there. I mean, I, I, I even follow all these guys on Twitter, on Facebook, and they love they, they love Tom Coughlin. And this is a, 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 the same team, the same guy that hasn't made a playoffs in three years. Granted, it was three years ago they won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, in terms of respect, in terms of the stability, it's the right move to go around. I will say this, though, and I love TC. At the same time, there's going to be an end point. If this year is the end point, probably so. Because if they don't at least make the playoffs this season – it might be time for a change. And and, and I say that it, it, with the utmost respect of Tom Coughlin. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, a, definitely a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, <clears throat> his credentials are, are, are great, not just in New York, but also in Jacksonville, you know, whatnot. So, I, I mean, but I think we're nearing an end point here where he, I, I think uh, if the Giants are not in the playoffs this year, he's got to be gone. I honestly think you just want to talk about this because it's your Giants. Because even on New York radio, no that's, not, that's not true. That's no not true. Even, no one's talking about this. All I listen to is ESPN New York. Nobody's talking about this over here. Nobody. It's a non-factor. Everybody's indifferent about it. Let's move on. Top five topic number five. Yo, G, you really mean. You really mean, G. The Cavs beat the Spurs last night behind Kyrie's 57 points. It's probably one of the best games of the year. It's just an NBA Finals preview weekend. It felt like last night. Like I said, the Eastern Conference really, it's, it's really just two teams I've been in. It's, Go- it's, it's Atlanta and it's Cleveland. I, 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 I want to say Chicago, but I don't know how healthy Dirk Rose and Gene Butler's going to be by the time this, 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 uh, this comes around. So... At least on Cleveland's part, I I I could say I feel confident that Cleveland might be the team in the East. In the West, you know a lot of things going on there. I still think San Antonio's gonna break through. They they're getting hot now. Um, you see you see those same old Spurs all of a nowhere. I think when the when the rubber meets the road, San Antonio's that team. I I, I feel like <coughs> I feel like seventy percent chance this is gonna be this is gonna be an NBA Finals this year. I honestly hope so. I hope not because I feel like this is the only game we want to be a final. LeBron James versus first. So I really hope we don't see it because I feel like this is the only game we're watching. And then Yay Finals. And that is it for your hot five. Wow, that was the fastest hot five ever. 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 You, you want to talk about the New York Giants extending a 97 year old man's contract and nobody cared about it. Really? You going to go there with that? By the way, check out all check out all the great writers at NGCSports.com. Uh newest writer, newest NBA writer we have, Anthony Irwin. Follow him on Twitter at Anthony Urban NBA. Uh 
newest NBA writer once again at the uh, NC Sports. We had a great, 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 great team there of uh, writers. Great stuff there. Uh, G, it's, you've been it's, killing it's the new it. Guy, it's the new guy. It's the new guy better than you. Um, no, of course not. <laughs> no, 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 of course not. <laughs> of course not. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna pierce, pierce. We're gonna pierce through someone's breaking news. We got a lot of news coming out of nowhere now. Breaking news. Court reports: The Dolphins and Saints have made a trade. Kenny Stills to the Dolphins for Daniel Ellerby. Nothing. I think I broke that news about three minutes ago. You on the show? But, you know, you want to say it? So you know what? You know what? I tell you what. Say it. <laughs> Breaking news, New Orleans State has traded wide receiver Kenny Stills to Miami Dolphins for linebacker Ellaby. That sounds better than I did, actually. That sounds better than I did it. Let me tell you something. Hey, 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 I'm 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 following a story here. I'm trying to follow this. It, it, okay, hold on. We got another, we got more breaking news. We got more breaking news. I can find the little damn thing. I hate this. I wish I had an easier studio to deal with there. <laughs> Corner reports: The Rams are agreed to deal with your boy Nick Fairley. The Rams? That, I, I don't understand that one. I don't. Understand. Well, I mean, it's just. Fisher. I don't think that. I mean, so that. I don't know. Well, well, I guess we'll get into all these thoughts later or whatever, but it makes no sense for a team that's already strong and it's like a point to go out and, and spend money to make that stronger instead of focusing it out of the park. Like, give me a break. No breaking news. I'm sorry, you're cutting off. Say it again? I'm sorry, Rams would find themselves in the same spot they were in last year. That's it. Okay. More breaking news. It's actually, more, it's actually bigger news. According to reports, I'm trying to follow the report, but on Twitter, the Bills have signed Percy Harvin's one-year deal. They got a lot of fast wide receivers on that team. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they got a lot of young pieces on that team. So, that's, you got him and Sammy Watkins in there. They got all that, the other kid, Robert Woods, for USC. And let me tell you, I actually like the I'll be honest with you, Matt. He's not, he's not breaking the bank, obviously. He's not, the, he's not you know, oh, Matt Castle, he's changing the world. But it's a good move. He plays. He knows how to play quarterback in the league, right? So he has weapons. I mean, honestly, he's a game manager. I mean, I don't, I have no issue with that match. Yeah, Rex. I mean, yeah, you got Rex there. I mean, I mean, we 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 just inundated with NFL news this week. This actually was the most entertaining NFL free agency period I think I've ever dealt. I've ever had the, the pleasure of covering, uh, which is cool because like I'm you know, like we were literally at four o'clock getting on on Tuesday getting breaking news left and right and center. Like by the minute, mm-hmm. retirements being announced, new teams being announced, re-signings being announced, you know, rumors being announced. It was it was just nuts. What do you think about what do you think about Jake Locker retiring? Hey, do you man? If if you're not if you're not into it anymore, then do you? I, I you know what's funny? I thought he'd been he'd been really good in the NFL, and then he really didn't wasn't that good. The injuries yeah. just beat him up. I, I really like him when he quarterback to Washington University. I thought he was gonna be Me really too. good, man. But, I, I thought he stayed. But, I thought he stayed. I thought he stayed a year too long in a. In that's a, what I thought. You know, I, I I think going to Tennessee as a quarterback is pretty much a graveyard. So, 
happened. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not that shocked anymore, man. What I see in the, in the NFL, I, I'm just not. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, um, it, you know, it's just one of those things. All right, we come back. The Godfather himself, Russell Baxter, joins us. We're going to talk NFL free agency. We got a lot to get to next. Vince Simple. Yeah, so far, I think it's only bad. I think it's only bad we will co-sign out with each other. We, we, we gotta work on that, bro. We gotta work on that. Anyway, back on the Earth Speaking Radio Show. Back here with the man G Stelio. Follow on Twitter at G-W-S-T-W-L-I-O. We got a long, big show today. We got a lot of guests on today. Let's get to our first guest of the day. He is, of course, who I call the Godfather. He writes for the Bleach Report. He's right for... Jeez, how many, how many sites Russell do you write, write for now? I've lost track. I, I've I actually, by the way, who picked out that music? I love the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Russell Baxter, the godfather himself, feature report zone. How you doing, Russ? 
Long I'm time. doing good. Actually, you know, to answer your question, um, within the last couple of months, I joined NFL Spin Zone, where I'm writing and editing for them. Uh, they're part of Fanside at Nessi.com, and uh, really excited about the opportunity to uh, do some more writing and obviously editing, which I haven't done in a long time. But it's a lot of fun. I hope you check out the site. Um, interest is really growing with it. I'm in the midst of doing a series called Five Questions Worth Asking, in which I preview every team. Um, by, I'd say within the hour, you will see the Seattle Seahawks, then the New England Patriots, and then all 32 teams are complete. You know, maybe maybe it's be calling you the hardest recommended show business, seriously, because every time I turn around, you you write for a new site, put on a new article, this and that. I mean, you're all over the place, man. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Brown, baby. All right. Um, like I said, big week. We had be. <laughs> I've obviously followed this football for a long time, but I, I don't think I remember being bombastable with news upon news at one time and one and one specific day than it was on Tuesday. Free agency's already kicked off. Let me ask you first about Chip Kelly. What is he doing in Philly? What, what do you what do you see going on in Philadelphia with, with the, all these changes? I think it's just a work. It's a work in progress. Um, I think he's sorting out the guys that he doesn't want and guys who were there from the previous regime. Um, and then he's bringing in his guys in the style he wants to play. Um, you know, he's been at it for two years. He's had two years to evaluate what he likes and what he doesn't like. Um, and I think I don't think it's anything more than that. I think people are, you know, very much in an uproar. Um, but I also think it had to do with, I think the uproar is more about LaShawn McCoy getting traded than it is everything else they're doing, to be honest with you. That really just kind of rocked people, and we were all pretty surprised. I mean, the guy just led the league in rushing um, in 2013, so you replace him with a guy who led the league in rushing in 2014. Right, understandable, yeah. I guess with DeMarco Murray, do you see the fit there? Because I'm trying to figure it out, though. In that offense. Well, listen. The Eagles' offensive line is nothing to get uh, nothing to. Um, I mean, there's a lot to get excited about. I should say. Right. You know, that's, they led the league in rushing in 2013 as a team. They were ninth this past year. That's one of the better offensive lines in the league. Although, you know, if they lose Evan Mattis, who supposedly is on the trading block, that's certainly a blow. But I think what happened last year is remember all the injuries they had on that line. And Mathis, Jason Kelsey, a lot of people went down. And even though it took the replacements a little while to get their feet wet, eventually they did. And now I think Chip Kelly felt he had depth, and now he's able to, you know, maybe go with guys who are a little younger, maybe less experienced, but they can grow together as a unit, um, and then spend money elsewhere. But, uh, you know, uh, to me, there's so much being made about Philadelphia and LaShawn McCoy and, and the offense. The, the, key to, the key to Philadelphia is getting that defense fixed, okay? And, you know, they've obviously brought in some parts there as well. Um, you know, um, Byron Maxwell is a huge pickup for them. Their cornerbacks were terrible last year. Um, you, keep, keep in mind, I think they gave up down passes despite the fact that they had 49 sacks last year. Right. G. Hey, Russ, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys side of things, um, I, I would try to tell people, I, I, I think they played their hand right by not by not overpaying DeMarco Murray. They had that offensive line. They, they, they went on the side of Darren McFadden, or whatever it's worth, but they, 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 have a, they have two nice young running backs, so far, and the other kids, uh, 
who steals underwear on his spare time. Do you think Dallas like, laid their hand right in this situation? I, I just think that they did not want to take a chance and overpay on someone who has not been able to stay healthy. And, it, it, you know, let's also remember that last year DeMarco Murray still got hurt. Okay? He hurt his hand. I know he didn't hurt a knee, he didn't hurt a leg, anything that kept him off the field, but he did get hurt. Okay, so four years and, you know, only one year where he's able to play all 16 games. Darren McFadden is not the solution. They're not trading in Darren McFadden. I, I, you know, they could very well go after a running back in the, in the first round of the draft. I know that's not the Vogue thing to do, but there's some guys who really catch your attention, like Gordon, obviously, and Todd Gurley. Um, you know, those, I don't think those guys will get out of the first round. So I, I, I think they could obviously do that. There's also some maybe some options floating around out there still, even though the, even though the running back market's drying up. C.J. Spiller looks like he's headed to the Saints, and yeah. I think it's just a matter of dotting the I's and crossing the T's that D'Angelo Williams is going to sign with the Steelers. Um, but I mean, those would be short-term fixes anyway. Um, they need another young guy who they can get in there. And if memory serves, Demarco Murray, I think, was a third-round draft choice when he came came out. It's not like they have to pick it back in the first round. But if they could get somebody like Gurley or Gordon, um, you know, all of a sudden it'll become Demarco who, except for the fact that they're going to have to play him at least twice a year. <laughs> Russell Bax with us on the Earthquake Radio Show. Follow him on Twitter at BaxwellGuru. Russell, the Jets made some made, made a lot of big moves the last uh, seven days. They bring in obviously trade for Baron Marshall last week. You know now with him and Eric Decker, I believe is a, is a pretty pretty really good uh, uh, receiving core. Then you have now bringing in Revis, of course, on Tuesday, four million guaranteed, and then of course, um, Antonio Camardi is back. On the surface, it feels the Jets are kind of sort of building like already that next year to be a contender. What do you think of the Jets next year? Well. Their corner, you know, everybody talks about their quarterback situation, but I thought in some ways their cornerback situation was even worse last year. Um, guys who disappointed, uh, guys who got hurt. Um, you know, they, they, they spent their share of first-round picks on cornerbacks in the last five or six years. Kyle Wilson has never really developed like everybody was hoping he would at least. Dean Milner, I think, I think last year he declared himself the, the best cornerback in the league. That was, that was a hell of a pick. Um, you're talking about a pass defense last year that gave up 31 touchdown passes and only had six interceptions. So, Revis, Cromarty, and don't forget Buster Screen, who they got from the Cleveland Browns. So they signed three pretty solid corners to go along with that front seven. And, you know, Todd Bowles is going to have a lot of fun with that defensive unit. There, there's no question about it. Now they need to get the other side uh, of, of the ball straightened out. Um, and a, a lot of that also means, uh, you know, Chan Gailey, the new offensive coordinator, getting, you know, Geno Smith to prevent him from turning over the football. And the same thing with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a little bit of a turnover machine as well. Right. Jake? Um, I want to I go to keep it in the AFC East and go to Buffalo. Um, me and EJ were just talking about Matt Cap looking at the quarterback over in Buffalo. I actually think that's not a bad fit. What they're going to do is Gummy Wilson run heavy, and they and they got the defense still. But I do think with Matt Castle, what, what Buffalo could look going into next year. I'm not sure to predict anything, but do you think you could fit for that team? Uh, yeah, listen, Kyle Orton came in and did some good for th- things for them as well. Castle's a streaky quarterback. 
he'll have a year where he really cuts down on the turnovers, and then he'll turn around and he can't hang on to the football whatsoever. So hopefully they get him in a good year more than anything else. But, you know, they still have E.J. Manuel there. Um, but, I, again, I like some of the things they, they've done. They're looking to be even more physical on offense. And it's funny because I'm sure everybody, uh, well, you know, they signed Richie Incognito. I, I, I get all that. They need help on the offensive line. And, and it looks like Percy Harvin is he- headed there well, which helps them on returns. Um, the one guy who they lost, and I'm not going to say Kiko Alonso is necessarily a loss because they didn't have him last year and still would play pretty good defense, but Denoris Searcy, the free safety, who replaced Jarris Bird, who went to New Orleans last year. Um, that's, that's a pretty big blow for them, but hopefully they can make up for that. But the guy who I liked who they signed was a fullback named Jerome Felton from the Minnesota Vikings, a former pro bowler. You put him in front of LaShawn McCoy, and uh, Shady will get plenty of shade, okay? He's, he's, <laughs> That's good. He is quite lead blocker. And that offensive line of the Bills was not great last year, but you bring Felton in there ahead of McCoy, and, uh, you know, you got to like the look of what Buffalo's trying to do. Once again, Russell Bash with us here on Earthquake Radio Show. Basketball grew on Twitter. Russell, in your opinion, and look, I know Dominican Sue is great. Obviously, he's the best at his position in the league. But did the Dolphins overpay for him? Uh, well, I'll, I would ask Dominican Sue that question, but I already know the answer. Yeah, he, oh, he said no. <laughs> yeah, he made it quite. He, he made it quite clear he came for the money. He made it quite clear. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: If someone offered you 114 million to do your radio show, would you think they overpaid you? Of course not, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's saying he's definitely got overpaid. Well, listen, <laughs> making big money, we understand that, okay? Um, but for the Dolphins to do what they want to do, okay? Now, it, it, as it turned out, they probably had to offer him that much because the Lions were offering him a lot of money to come back. And uh, I think it turned out to be the difference, maybe, what, 6 or $7 million based on the state tax or lack of it in Florida. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But I'll tell, you one, I'll tell you two guys who probably had no problem wanting to chip in there. That's Cameron Wake and Olivier Vernon, the exactly. defensive end, yep. who, will be, yep. who will benefit from his presence in the middle. And the thing you get about Sue is he's good against the run, and last year, he also led his team with eight and a half sacks. Absolutely. I agree with you there. Karen, I think I, I, I told a couple of my Dolphin friends. I'm in South Florida. And I told some of my Dolphin friends that over-under on Karen Wake on sacks next year at 13, I, I'll go over. <laughs> Seriously. Well, listen, Cameron Wake is a talent. Vernon's pretty damn good, too. But yep. just that, listen, the, the thing that really tripped up the Dolphins down the stretch was inability to stop the run. They wound up 24th, but they were much worse than that the last five or six games. Um, and as you can see, uh, you know, the guys in the middle with the linebacker, you, you see what they've done. Randy Starks was let go. Danell Ellerby was part of the Kenny Stills trade today. Right. Philip Wheeler was let go. Um, they kind of gutted the middle of the defense. And uh, for the most part, uh, Koamisi is still there. But they gutted a lot of parts up the middle of the uh, defense because – even in a league where we, we quote-unquote devalue the running back and it's all about passing, a, a defensive coach will tell you, you've got to stop the run first before you do anything. All right. 
Any Super Bowl predictions? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just so joking about that, John. <laughs> yeah, I'm so joking. here this year, yes. <laughs> hey, follow on Twitter at BasketballGrillRuff. Glad to have you back on the show, man. We'll talk to you very soon, I'm sure. Okay, I'll call you again 10. All right, brother. Good. Take care, man. That's the man, Russell Baxter, the godfather, right here, Earnshaw Radio Show. That's a good interview, man. I think this first time I'm on the show in September, October, I think. Anyway, we are waiting the presence of uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Jersey Hershey himself. This is Sexual Chocolate. This Lang Green. Lang Green show will be on soon in a second. Maybe we're going to lie you know. Your boy. You, you, yeah. you, you, you still mad at him? Oh, Lang Green? Nah, I'm yeah. over I'm all right. right. But you don't like it because the bears kept Cutler, so whatever. I'm all right. I'm all right for another, another year. You know, you know what's probably about you know what's probably really about about that transaction? Ross and Ross. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> like, yeah. All right, we come back. Lane Green with the ESPN joins us from NBA Next. I'm on the rock, and then I take a stop. I had to run like a fugitive to save the life I live. I'm gonna be iron like a lion in lion. I'm gonna be iron like a lion in lion. Iron, lion, lion, I'm on the run, but I ain't. Baxter, a.k.a. the 
Godfather, aka the Pro Football Guru, coming on the show earlier. Good to have him on a show like you know, like old times. It's been a while. Um, talk about NFL free agency. We're gonna make for NFL for a second though. Um, back here with G. But by the way, G, you made a point in the green room. You know, last year off season boring. This year, way different. I agree with you. Like I actually miss, I actually miss football right now. I'm telling you though, it's just like you gotta be careful with Derek Like you just get it. It's free. Like everybody knows, and it's, and it's true year after year. The team that wins free agency, it, it doesn't result in wins in the season. You know, it's not. You know, so yeah, yeah, you have to be not only even here, but be excited. You know what it is though? And if I'm crazy, it gives hope to a lot of people. That's what it does. A lot of bad people, bad, bad teams. But anyway, we'll see you NFL. We'll get back to NFL Freezy after, you know, in a little bit. But right now, it's time for the Lang Green Show. It's time for the Lang Green Show. Some know him as the Jersey Hershey. We just know him as Lang Green of BasketballInsiders.com. Follow Lang on Twitter at Lang Green for all his full basketball analysis and opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lang Green Show. He went to halfway to offices right now, but he has some time for us here on Earth Streaking. What's good, Lane? Uh, what is going on? Glad to be in your presence. Lose EJ? EJ, you there? I think we might have lost EJ, Lane. I think we might have. I think we might have. Well, Lang, I guess it's just me. I'm fortunate for you. So, <laughs> let's go. Let's talk about stuff. San Antonio Spurs and Cleveland Cavaliers game that happened. What, what is it about Irving that he can just come out of nowhere and he just looks like the guy that Cleveland, that, that Cleveland thought was going to be the guy when they draft him, the guy who's going to beat his team. I mean, LeBron was pretty much his guy he's been in last season. Like, what is it about him that just comes out when he needs him like that? Well, listen, I mean, this is the evolution of a young player. When you have a guy like Kyrie Irving, we all know he's a goody monster. We all know he'll take your lunch money. We know he can be that guy. But the question is, how soon can he become that guy? Can he be that guy with, you know, LeBron itching to get back into the hunt? And we saw last night, when you put a 57 against a quality San Antonio Spurs team, and you are that dude. Do you hear the music still in the background? DJ's not here. Unbelievable. I, I, I can't get it. Um, the Pacers. Um, do you think George, if he comes back, the Pacers, anything yeah, the Pacers, one of those teams you don't want to play in the playoffs, do you think it'll be a non-factor? What? No, no, no. The, you, you can't say the Indiana Pacers if they make the playoffs are a non-factor. First of all, after the All-Star break. When you look at how they've been playing, uh, they are rounding into form. And one thing about the Pacers, and I got to admit, before the season began, I, I really slept on that team. But one thing you cannot underestimate in the NBA is the importance of a system. And the Pacers have a system in place. They're guys that know each other. The chemistry is on point now in that locker room. And now with Paul George probably coming back sometime this season, they're uniting together. So, right now, if the playoffs started today, it would be Cleveland versus Indiana in the first round. And you get Paul George coming back and that energy, that intensity, and we know how up and down the Cleveland Cavaliers can be. I'm telling you, that is a series I will pay money to watch because just from the storyline aspect, I fully expect Cleveland 
to be the better team and win that series. However, I think it will be life and death for them, which will prepare them for a potential Eastern Conference Finals matchup against the Atlanta Hawks. Why do you think Ray Allen is sitting out this season? I know Portland Portland wanted him after what the Magic went down. You know, Ray Allen's sitting out this season, but I'm not trying to shut it down for next season. Do you think he's just kind of butthurt that LeBron didn't want him on the cast? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Listen, I, you know, honestly, when, you know, a pro told me this a few years back, and he said, listen, when guys start talking about retirement, when guys start talking about spending time with their family, then you might as well just pencil them in as basically retired. And what what happens is Ray Allen can still play at a very high level. I mean, if you catch him at your local YMCA, he's going to give you 50. I mean, you know, he's not, you know, a scrub where skills hasn't diminished to that point. The problem is the NBA is a rigorous 82-game marathon. And at his age and what he's done in the league, you know, he has titles. Basically, he has a couple titles. Basically, what he's saying is, man, you know, I love the game. I want to play in the game. But if I could fast forward to the postseason and just play that, that's what I want to do. So I really think he's wrestling in his head just in terms of getting himself together. When you start talking about – August, September, October, just the dog days of the season before you even get to the meat and potatoes, April through June. I think that's what's, you know, weighing down on Ray Allen right now and why we may never see him again. Um, This is usually the point where I ask you about the Brooklyn Nets, but I'm not even going to go into that right now. Who cares in that? <laughs> Who cares yeah, in that? This is usually the time. This is usually the time, but I'm not. Oh, EJ, you're back. Hey, 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 hey! Sorry, guys. I, hey, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't know what you're gonna ask him. I asked him a good question. So good luck. Well, what do you ask him for? What, what, what do you ask? I've missed what, three, four minutes of the, of the interview. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you just you just stepped out, EJ. I thought you got too wrapped up in my theme music. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. And uh, but you know, it's good to have you back. But no, but we were just talking about the Indiana Pacers. Um, you know, we're talking about Ray Allen and Kyrie Irving's performance last night. So, I mean, we're still wide open. Let me ask you a question. Did it, did it affect you last night? Was it pre, was a finals preview? Listen, someone asked me this on ESPN Radio earlier today. They said, can you count out the San Antonio Spurs? And I think I might have told you guys this last week. And I said, I'm not counting those guys out. You know, until Tim Duncan's in the broadcast booth in a suit, you know, and Popovich is on a golf course. Because every year since 2009, listen, we've been writing their eulogy. And every year, right around that January, February time, they lull us to sleep. They don't look good. We're saying, oh, this is the end of the Spurs. And then they kick it up a notch. And what we saw was a winnable game. It's not like the Spurs were up. They shouldn't have lost that game, you know. Mm-hmm. And coming into the game, they had a five- or six-game winning streak. Um, so they're playing good basketball. They have pretty good health. I think they definitely will be in the mix in the Western Conference, no matter their playoff season. That's a battle-tested team. They're not going to run from anybody. And and when you talk about the Spurs, it doesn't matter. Home or away, they will give it to you. So I don't think they need home court advantage. I think if they get the right matchups, man, they can definitely see themselves back in the finals again. Uh, 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 did you catch that outlaying just flex on us? He's like, oh, I was actually on ESPN radio. You know, he had to throw that in there. He had to throw in a little flexing. I like that, though. Oh, no, 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 no,
You want to hear how smooth this guy is, though, seriously? His description of himself on, on Twitter. It says, MBA on the NBA. Like, business. MBA on the NBA. Like, yeah. appreciate, appreciate your support, but I ain't begging for it. Hashtag, will Lord. Will <laughs> 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 Lord. I written all over it. This dude, this, Lord. like I said, Jersey Hershey, man. Jersey Hershey. Gee, go ahead. I'll ask him three questions. You go. <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, gee, okay, wait, I got a question. You're starting right. a franchise right now. You're starting a franchise from scratch, okay? You have a choice right. between Russell, Russell Westbrook and D- Kevin Durant. Who you choose to build a team around? Oh, my goodness. That's a, that's a good question. Uh, you know, and I probably got to play it safe because if, if, I'm, if, if I have, a, you know, a franchise worth a billion, then uh, right now I got to go with Kevin Durant. And simply because – you have we have seen explosive guards in the past, right? But you don't really see a guy close to seven feet that can give you forty forty four percent from three, thirty points a game in the perimeter, and you know, still scratching the surface. Plus, you know, you know he's a guy off the floor that's gonna be in the community smiling, you know, you know, signing autographs, wiping baby tears. You know he's gonna do all that for you. So if you start talking about the total picture I'm going to have to go with Kevin Durant because the NBA is just more than on-the-court stuff. But as a fan of the game, I definitely want Russell Westbrook to get his own franchise one day. I think it would be a great disservice if we couldn't see 20 years from now look back and say how Russell Westbrook did leading his own team. I think as a fan of the game, we will want to see that because I, I agree. want to see how good he is um, individually because there's, make no mistake about it. Some guys thrive because they play with other great players. And we can go down a laundry list of guys who have elevated their games. But Russell Westbrook is a bona fide number one guy in this league, and I'm excluding no one. This guy means the truth. You know what's funny? We always talk about, about Durant, Westbrook. You know, we talk about this team OPC has. And once upon a time, they had James Harden. Like, but, but, when, when is enough going to be enough when it comes to the head coach, Scott Brooks, really? I think Scott Brooks is in the you know comfort zone. And the reason why is, you know, the same reason Mark Jackson couldn't get in the comfort zone out there in Golden State. You know, sometimes when you have ownerships buy-in in a, in, a, in a market that really isn't cutthroat, like Oklahoma City, it's a safe haven. They put a front-page picture out there. Remember uh, Kevin Durant said, Mr. Unreliable, uh, I believe a couple seasons ago. And remember, the paper apologized within 24 hours. Now look at the kind of stuff that look at the kind of stuff that Carmelo Anthony goes through on a day to day in New York. There's no way in the world the New York media is apologizing. Okay, nope. that is just the power of Oklahoma City, where it's not that type of market where guys are going to call for your head. So I think Scott Brooks has been, you know, first of all, he's in good with the front office. And second of all, the people there aren't calling for his stuff because they're winning at a high level. They have two top ten players in the game today. So it's not like it's much to fuss about if you're Oklahoma City. You have no other professional franchises there. You're just riding a wave if you're Oklahoma City Thunder fan. It's true. Uh, once again, we're talking to Lang Green, basketballtimes.com. Follow me on Lang Green to eat the end. Lang, what is wrong with the Washington Wizards? They've fallen apart since the All-Star break. Actually, even before that. But what's wrong with the Wizards? Uh, I tell you what, man. I mean, I'm looking right at John Wall. I mean, here's a guy. You know, he got the max deal. Then more from the, from, from the fella. It's time for him to bring it. Now, obviously, Marcin Gertak got paid last summer. Came into the season sleepwalking a bit. He didn't bring his best game, even though he's starting to play a little bit better. But, you know, a lot of that comes with the inconsistency 
and the uncertainty in the lineup. You look at Brad Bills been in and out of the lineup with different injuries. And and I tell you what, a guy like Trevor Ariza, even though Paul Pierce is putting up similar type of stats as Trevor Ariza did last year, it's not the same type of player because Trevor Ariza was a better individual defender. So now you have some issues on the wing. Even though Washington as a team still plays great defense, I still think you're starting to see some of that stuff see through. So right now I'm putting the blame on John Wall. As a guy, you're the A-lister on that team. You have to keep the wheel straight. Can it, can it, you think they can turn around before the, before the playoffs start? we got five weeks. I mean, you know, listen, it's going to be tough. But right now it's the 4-5 matchup between Washington and Toronto in the first round. And Toronto, you know, listen, they've been struggling too here and there. I mean, I know DeMar DeRozan has been hot uh, lately, but uh, that's a team that's, to me, inconsistent. So that series is one that I wouldn't put any money on because you never know what team, what Wizards team, what Raptors team is going to show up on a day-to-day basis. Okay, Ryan Green with us on our street radio show. Uh, last question to go. Um, Hassan Whiteside. Probably the story of the year. Definitely one of the, the, the most interesting stories of the season in the NBA. Uh, last couple weeks seen a little bit of a swing trend with him. You know, been taking two games this this last week. Um, if you're the Miami Heat, is that cause of concern, or do you think the Heat are still good enough to be, to at least curb that attitude a little bit? Nah, nah, I'm not worried about Pat Riley. I actually spoke with Darrell Wright uh, in in uh, late January, early February, uh, when they were in the Blazers here in Atlanta, and uh, Darrell Wright was drafted by you know. The heat. Wait, did we, did we lose Lang? I think so. Lang, you there? I'm the only I'm the only one that can stay on this show. I think. Hello, Lang, you there? Oh, there Wait, we go. Lang. <laughs> well, there you are. Hey, Sorry. I'm here. Yeah, we, hey, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, so, the, last, the, the, last, the, the last thing you said was uh, you was dropped by the Heat and then it stopped. Oh yeah, well listen, Darrell Wright. I asked, I asked him about you know what kind of mentality Pat Riley looks for in a player, and he says. He looks for a guy that is just nasty, has a nasty demeanor. Not a nasty, and I'm a cheap, cheap shot you, but a nasty demeanor. A guy that's not going to, you know, take any stuff. A guy that's going to foul you hard when you come in and paint. So, no, I don't think it's cause for concern. I think Hassan Whiteside is a young player. He's playing with a lot of aggression and anger. He's a guy who was out the league for a couple seasons, you know, didn't know where his next paycheck was going to come from. Now he understands that, you know, he has a spot in the league. And, uh, you know, the young fella's just spreading his elbows a little bit, but now nah, he'll be okay. And Pat Riley, they'll get him in check, man. It's just a great story to see uh, Whiteside out here balling. Once again, Lane Green, basketballsharts.com. He's with us every Friday here, 4.30, with us talking NBA. Lang, next week, man. All right, no doubt. Fellas, appreciate your time. Have a good weekend, brother. Take care. That's the man, Lane Green, basketballsharts.com. Lane Green to EDN on Twitter. That's a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk more NFL free agency. we got a loaded show today, man. A lot of stuff to talk about next. Earthquake Radio Show.
All right, we're back on this big radio show. Oh, no, Slipknot, actually. Slipknot. <laughs> you know, Melhead, of course. Once again, thanks to Lang Green. Lang Green Show every week. We're going to have it from now till the NBA Finals. Uh, great, 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 great interview with uh, with Lang. Uh, we're back. Back here with G Steely, of course. Once again, also, thanks to Russell Baxter, pro football guru. Talking about NFL free agency still. Um, like I said, it's been. I'm actually missing football. Like, remember a couple, week, a couple weeks ago we were discussing football and we were saying uh, we actually miss college more. And I, and I still do miss college. But I, I oh, think yeah, all these, I always <laughs> but, but I think I, I think more than anything else though, I, I just think I miss just the the week to week discussion. Because I think what it is what and this is not the NBA's fault. Cause you know I'm an NBA guy. But I think with with the, with the football thing is there's so much to talk about in between Monday and and Friday. You know, and all of us, you know, we, you know, we, we get we get busier pretty much during this fall whether be writing or doing the radio, the podcast, whatever and whatnot. So I, I love the energy that's around the media, you know, that w- w- what we're involved in. And I think that's what I miss the most about football being gone is, is all that. The games itself, it plays out, the games itself plays out. That's fine. But the actual in-between, I, I think the in-between stuff is what I actually do miss the most. I think people just get more excited about it. I mean, just that's what I think of it. People just get more excited about it. And if you look at your Twitter feed, I mean, you, you can refresh it every 10 seconds, and there's like 50 new things on your Twitter feed. Everybody's just throwing out articles. It's like, you know, everybody just gets more engaged, I think, than they do any other sport. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, even college. And I, and I find college even more so. I mean, I find college even more passionate, even the media members, passionate about college football because of the, you know, what, whether they have actual allegiances there or just because of the fact that it's it's not as influenced on the outside world as opposed to kids just playing for the sake of loving the game um, and their school, of course. But, um, like I said, NFL free agency, like I said, you know, it's that time of year where people get excited about things and automatically you hear all teams. It's funny that the biggest pattern you see in NFL free agency with, with teams, like you know you, you root, for, root for a very bad team that's been bad for a long time when every time your bad team makes a big move, and it is a big move, like the Dolphins, for example, or and, and the Raiders, whatever. Like you know you haven't won a long time when you say, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl but by this one move. And I keep telling folks, listen. NFL, you you cannot championships aren't won in March and April. The one the to be honest with you, they're one in the draft. The draft is where you build a champion around because your yeah. draft, the players you draft have way more influence on on their future prospects of your, of your, of your ball club than say a, a free agent that may be here in two years. And they also don't cost as much. <laughs> well, exactly, and obviously you see the pattern of the Patriots. They don't overpay and. This is why I'm not going to mention names. You know who you are, but people are getting pissed about Revis and say, "Oh, what is Bill Belichick doing? You really dumb that guy? You really dumb that guy, Bill Belichick? You yeah, just won a Super Bowl five weeks ago." Yeah, you know what's funny about those Patriots fans and like even our homegirl when it comes to Robin Vandenberg, she's always killing. You know, Bill Belichick. I keep telling her, uh, and I tell everybody, I'm like, don't you understand? You guys were nothing for the longest time. Like, the Patriots run nobody's radar for, for, for pretty much my whole life as a football fan until Belichick came in. You know, so, so that Belichick, Bledsoe, then Brady kind of thing, nobody cared about y'all. So it's a matter of, like, respect is dying because he puts you on the map, you know, and, and when he's gone, you, you, you're, you're going to wish there was another Bill Belichick lined up because – because it, it, it's going to be really hard to maintain a decade plus of consistency like he has. It's comical, G, because they just 
won the Super Bowl five weeks ago. That's the comical part I mean, of the whole but, thing. But you know what, though? It, it, it's, it's fun to be overreactionary, though, because you know so it's not like they lost, though. So, let's just say they won the Super Bowl, and, like, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, let's just say a middle linebacker for someone who signed away. This is arguably the best quarter in the game. So I can understand that, like, filling that void is huge because he helped them win that Super Bowl. But as I said earlier, the Patriots helped Revis win a Super Bowl as well. You know, he wasn't going to win one in Tampa. He isn't ever going to win one with the Jets. You know, so New England Patriots helped out Revis and given them that. And it also, it also increased Revis's stock value. You know, he's a Super Bowl winning corner. because Everybody puts that, puts that title in front, of your, in front of your name now. So he was able to boost up his price even more when he was on the free agent market. He could say, look, the Patriots were great, and they got me, and they won a Super Bowl. So they both helped each other out. And the thing is, too, I'm not knocking the Dolphins with the move they made for Sue. You know, Sue is that good. He's going to change the culture there, especially, too. And he'll make guys, like, as Russell said in the show, he'll make guys like, you know, Cameron Wake better. Guys like, you know, you know, you know the, the, all the defensive players that, that involve. They make them better, obviously. My apprehension of the deal was more so the money because I've now adopted the Patriot way of doing things of trust your scouting, trust your coaching. You know, if you can scout the right guys into the scheme and still have the same results by paying less money, it does make sense. And the thing with the Patriots, you know, to doubt them is, is, is to be to be to be stupid because look at the track record. Even when you're not winning Super Bowls, you're still winning 12 games a year. Can, you know, can, can I say something about, about the Miami Dolphins? Huh? Can I say something about the Miami Dolphins? You got a rant? No, it's not even a rant. It's just like, I don't know. Everybody thinks I hate them. I don't have time to hate the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins are not on my radar whatsoever. I don't have time to hate them. This is a stupid franchise. Because... Because the signing to Sue of Sue, in my, in my opinion, was unnecessary. I understand the kind of great player he is. But what was the one good thing Miami did last year? Play defense, right? Miami, nobody was ever saying that this Miami defense is bad. This is a good defense. And, and in the process of signing Sue, that they had to let go or trade away about five other good pieces on this team that were good, serviceable pieces, you know? So that you're putting all that money into one player. You know, but not good. They, they, they had Jared Oldrick there. And what happened, he, he went up the block to Jacksonville. You know, and he signed, he signed up like a four- or five-year deal there. It's not like he's a bad defensive, defensive lineman either. I don't understand when teams like Miami do things like this. Remember, Miami did it a couple of years ago with, with Mike Wallace. Who, uh, you know what, now? Problem. And now it's our train block. Now it's our train block. They're trying to train him today. They're trying to trade him today. They're trying to trade him. Because they realized that they were just going into it. You know, and it was too, it, a team like Miami, they, they're just stupid. I don't get it. Like, you know, like there's no need for this. Like, when you told me earlier about Nick Fairley on St. Louis, makes no sense to me. You know, and again, you, you, you signed that big player when you're weak in that position. They were already strong up front, so I don't get it. That says Ram presented by G-Steel. G-Steel. Omega. Omega. Woo! That was a relaxed rant, though. I didn't really scream, you know? You didn't rant, man. You didn't rant. Come on, bro. I, I, I sounded more frustrated than I have to hear about my answer. You're always, but dude, you're always frustrated. That's nothing. You're always shut frustrated up. about something. Shut up. Why me? Why me shut up? Oh, my God. Shut up. All right. Hour one in the books. Hour two on the way. When we come back, our guy, Keith Irizarry of ESPN, New York 98.7, of Yahoo Sports, NBC Sports. Geez. He's everywhere. We're gonna talk. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't have a structure. I don't. 
I don't have a structural key today for the show, so we'll we'll yeah. we'll, we'll just see. Let's stick to the wall. See what happens next. Hour two on the way next.
right here, Ernest Week Radio Show. I'm your host, Ernest EJ Christian. Once again, the Ernest Week Radio Show presented by the Happy Hour Network as well as NGSESports.com because we never stop. Of course, we're joined here by G Studio, the man, the heartthrob. G, I got to get that music for you, by the way, for your, your intro again. I kind of missed having that song on there. You know, right. the song, you know. I'm going to I'm going to I got to look. You know, I know. You got to bring that back. Yeah, I gotta, I'll get it up next week, I promise. Anyway, our next guest for hour number two, kicking it off. He works now. He's doing uh, radio stuff with ESPN 98.7 New York, NBC Sports Radio, Yahoo Sports. <sighs> Where else, Keith? What are you doing now? Uh, I'm actually on my way home right now from One World Sports, which is uh, all international TV. I did okay. uh, I had Russian, uh, some Russian hockey playoffs today at the Chinese basketball uh, finals yesterday. Wow, you're a busy yeah. man. Uh, you're yeah. grinder. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the Chinese basketball is fun. I mean, it's just serious. It's, it's uh, Stefan Marbury and um, Randolph Morris on the Beijing team. On the uh, on the other team, you got uh, Deion Thompson who played at UNC and uh, Lester Hudson who uh, uh, is tearing up the CBA. So that's yeah, interesting. It's fun. By the way, it's Keith Arizari with us. Follow on Twitter at Keith Arizari. Let me ask you a question, Keith, because you're a big Eagles fan. I don't know how that happened, but... Yeah, I know. I know you don't appreciate um, that. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I don't. I don't appreciate it. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> but i got to be honest with you, man. They're becoming more likable to me now because of Chip Kelly having the huevos now to actually do what he wants to do in Philly. Do you like what he's doing so far just on the surface? I, I love it. You know, I mean, when you really think about it, what did he do? He got rid of LaShawn McCoy, which is an excellent running back, brought back a linebacker that, if he stays healthy, is one of the top linebackers in the NFL, and then paid DeMarco Murray less guaranteed money than McCoy got. So you do all that, plus you add in, um, I like Byron Maxwell. I think he, I, listen, I know a lot of people say he's a product of the Seattle system. I think he's solid. And, and I think that Chip is saying all the right stuff. Uh, it was funny, on one of my shows, I, I asked the question, is he a genius or is he, you know, like a moron? Um, I think he's closer to a genius than he is a moron. I agree with you there. <laughs> G? Oh, that, that, when it comes to that whole Mariona talk with the Eagles, I, 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 I kind of think it's that now. Because if Robert is healthy, he, yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm there's a stretch right now. But do you think because of the kind of system he used to run back in Oklahoma, that was very college-minded. Oklahoma was very fast-paced. They were able to communicate to the quarterback so quickly. Do you think that's why he would want to have Rafferty there more than anybody else right now? Sure, and also don't, uh, don't take away the fact that Bradford and Murray are boys. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're tight, which means – I don't think that Chip wants to now trade away Sam Bradford when he just signs DeMarco. DeMarco is excited about playing with his former college roommate. Yeah, I think Sam Bradford, if he stays healthy too, he can play in that system. I like the Ryan Matthews signing also because DeMarco doesn't have to carry the rock every single time. And since they run so many plays, DeMarco is still going to run for 1,400 yards this year. And Matthews will run for 700 or 600. That's fine. And you know what's funny? I'm looking at their roster right now, and everybody's trying to kill them for the guys they don't have. But they still have Jordan Matthews out there, who, who I think is going to turn out to be a really great receiver. They still got the two tight ends out there: Zach Hurts, Zach Hurts, Brent Selick, oh, 
Sproles. Like, they still got guys on this offense. People just, they hear the name, they hear the name of Deshaun Jackson and Matlin, and they think they have nothing. They still have a viable offense. Yeah, I mean, well, Stephen A. Smith really got it going with the whole racism comment about, you know, Riley Cooper stays and, you know, the guys that they're getting rid of are, you know. Um, I thought that was way overblown. I thought Stephen A. stepped out of bounds on that one. Um, Listen, is Riley Cooper a great receiver? No. Is he a a third, a number three on most teams? Sure, he can be. They need to find a number number one or a number two. Dwayne Bowe. Uh, Stevie Johnson is out there if you want to take a, take a run. And it's also a deep draft for wide receivers. I, I agree. <laughs> Welcome to Keith Arizari right here on the Radio Show. Um, the AFC East made a, a major splash this year, uh, you know, in the free agency. But yet I still think the Patriots are the best team in the division. Your thoughts? Well, so it's because Tom Brady is there and Belichick is there. It, it, it's hard to hard to imagine them not winning that uh, that crown when the only year when the two of them were together, they didn't. Brady was injured and wasn't playing, and Matt Castle still won 11 games. Yeah, too many question marks for, for the other three teams. Yeah, I mean, Miami, do you really believe in Tannehill and the rest of that offense? I'm not sure. Uh, Buffalo, do you believe in Matt Castle and the rest of that offense? Not sure. And I think one of you guys are playing quarterback for the Jets. So, um you know, I'm not sure about them either. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, G. The, 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 the Cleveland Browns just, I, I think it's one of those teams that they're never going to get it. Like, it's like, I was actually looking at their draft the last few years, and, and you look at what they've done in the first round, and they just miss, miss. Even last year, you, you could argue that the, the quarter they drafted when they had the six football goal, you said, yeah, but I'm going to forget his name right now. Gilbert, I think it was. But, like, what is it off the Browns? Like, do you ever see an end to the comedy that the Cleveland Browns doing? And Matthew's kind of did the okey doke on yesterday. Like, it's just a nonstop gag reel with them. Well, I think there are just sort of certain organizations that just are meant to be laughingstocks. Uh, Cleveland, uh, Jacksonville. I mean, did you see any bright light for Jacksonville? I thought the Blake Bortles pick was terrible last year when they did it. I think that he showed no signs of why he should have been a top-five draft choice this past year. And I, I just I don't see what they're doing well either. Um, yeah, I think there's just certain organizations that just, I don't know, for lack of better words, stink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's terrible, dude. All right, let's talk, talk, talk a little NBA, man, because you're well-rounded, of course. Um, I asked this yep. question earlier. We're going to debate this in the next segment um, after, after we're done with you here. Um, but – you're given an NBA franchise right now. You have a choice to build your team between Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook. Right now, who are you picking to build your, your franchise around? Uh, it, this is a, you know, it's such a uh, tough question because I think that Russell Westbrook is maybe the most supremely athletic and talented basketball player in the NBA. I still mm-hmm. got to lean towards Durant. I think you know it, there's something to be said about you know six foot ten that can shoot and rebound, and has gotten a little bit better at defense. And, listen, he's had foot problems this year, but I don't think those are things that are going to bother him the rest of his career. If you ask me this minute, one player, I go Durant. I mean, I'm not mad there. And I, I said, well, G and I will debate this very topic in a couple minutes once we, once we finish the interview here with you. But I, I got to tell you, I mean, I think people have, you know, people are in, in, 
sports fans are so short-sighted. You know, they they see what's 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 the newest thing and they hold on to it. Let's not forget Durant is the reigning MVP, and you can argue that if Durant's playing right now at full strength with Westbrook, this team is right now number one or number two in the West right now alongside Golden State. Sure. If if you're Golden State right now, are you not uh, shaking knowing that there's a chance Oklahoma City might be the number eight and you'll have to play them in the first round? Like, seriously, I went through an entire season and I'm going to win 60 games or 58 games and I might get OKC in the first round? That's not a, that, that, that doesn't seem fair. Right. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, the, the other thing, too, is it, it's funny you said about, uh, you know, the you know, – the, what's hot right now, and I do think that a lot of us are prisoner of the moment with Russell Westbrook, but the things that Westbrook did in the month of February and in the early portion of March are things that Michael Jordan and Wilt Chamberlain and Oscar have done. Those are some pretty good names. Right. G! You know, I just got to ask you, Keith, because you know, we're, we're cool on Twitter and everything, I just want you to clear something up for those that are listening and they may have seen it on your feed. Are you or are you not a fan of Nick Jonas? Can you just clear that up, bro? You know, all right, so that is an interesting question you ask. That's an amazing question. So what happened was, I'm listening to Hot Yeah, I know, Chief, you definitely know being a guy from New York. I don't know, EJ, if you know about Hot Nights uh-huh. Seven or not. Um, no. Which is an all-hip-hop channel. It's what I grew up listening to for, you know, forever. And a Nick Jonas song, the... The, the catchy one, the one that's out right now, and I, honestly, I, I really am blanking on what it is right now. Um, uh, the one I know Tanache does the. Uh, the I, I, think, I think it's called. I think it's called Jealousy or something. Jeal, yeah, 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 Jeal, yeah. Jealousy. Jealousy. So it's a catchy song, right? It's on Hot 97, and I'm like, really, this is on Hot 97. So I tweet out, I know that Nick Jonas, uh, the Nick Jonas song is catchy, but how is this on Hot 97? One of my college friends decides to attack me, basically because on I Twitter? Mean, I'm a, on Twitter because I'm, I'm I gotta find like this. CMX, that, what'd you say? I gotta find this conversation. I'm gonna find it right yeah, now. Yeah, Keep talking. Was, I'm gonna find it right now. Probably about a month ago. <laughs> um, oh, a month ago. Never mind. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was about a month ago. So uh, I, I'm like diehard DMX guy. Like that's that's. My guy, like if I could pick an album, it's you know it's one of one of his albums. I mean it's DMX. So my boy uh, sends out a tweet, man, how how you how you fallen from DMX to Nick Jonas? <laughs> For you, Keith. There you go. Whoa. <laughs> and if every time I pick the song with Cisco, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you know. That song right there, by the way, was legit until all he did was uh, name girls. Yep. Well, I mean... It was... Uh, and it was on with these... Uh, <laughs> well, I mean... The part, that part is what he's like, there was three kids. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, here's the thing, though, about that, Keith, is that... With, are you, are you, are you going to question DMX of that? Like, if somebody else did that, I, I question your viability. But with DMX, I would never question that because it's DMX. <laughs> you know I agree. He he gets he gets leniency in for that. <laughs> I'm not gonna question DMX why why do why you do that. That that's on you, DMX. Go ahead, do your thing, brother. <laughs> yeah, had he not gotten a little bit too far into lacing whatever he was lacing into his uh, into his um 
his uh, extracurricular activities, let's say, he'd still be he'd still be a major part in hip hop right now. Right. By the way, the the, the Nick Jonas song that you about, I, I know about that song too. It's actually a pretty good song. It's not a bad song, but it's not. It doesn't so I'm, I'm not going out of my way to listen to it. I'm not buying his album, but my friend tried to make it seem like I'm a Nick Jonas fan. That's not really your friend. That's not your friend. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You, you guys know how it is. You always try to. You, you got to make your friend look like a fool if you can. Well, that's yeah, the every it, fight it, on the it, show. It's a guy called Violation, but, but we, 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 let it, we always sweep that one under the rug. <laughs> um, I want to ask about the MVP race. Um, it's a tight one, and we got new players and new new names now. But first, it was the, it was solely Harden and Curry, and now we got Westbrook's heart, you know, doing well, of course. And then you have LeBron has, has gotten hot as of the last two months, three months now. If you're voting right now, MVP, if, if, if voting ended today, if he's ended today, who's your MVP of the 2014-2015 NBA season, Keith? If it was literally this minute, I'm going Russell Westbrook. But by the end of the season, I think it'll end up being uh, being Steph Curry. The fifth name that is going to start stealing some votes away, Anthony Davis. Thank you. Now and, Thank you. And he's doing ridiculous things. I already said, and it's funny, um, and here's why I won't go Westbrook, even though I wrote a column about him two weeks ago saying that he should be in the conversation, which he is in the conversation. But here's, here's the issue here. Wins and losses do matter. And right now, if the playoffs started today, guess who's the 18 in the West? It's not the Thunder. It's the Pelicans. It's, the Thunder are out. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. and the, I, could you imagine if Davis didn't miss so much time this year, where the Pelicans might be right now? And don't forget, like, Eric Gordon has been out for a while. Drew yep. Holiday has had, uh, or no, Collison has had issues. I mean, there, there's guys on that um, New Orleans team that have been injured as well, not just Anthony, Anthony Davis. So maybe is it time to at least get some coach of the year consideration to Monty Williams now? I mean, maybe we should be talking about that a little bit. No, I don't, no, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, listen, I think he's done a fine job, but he's not going to be in that conversation. Not, not even conversation? No, I mean, Jason Kidd was going to conversation. Now they're going Milwaukee. Yeah, Frank, how about Frank Vogel? Indiana, about Indiana Frank is one of the hottest teams in the East right now. Oh, I, I've been, Actually, I, I, I think they are the hottest team in the East. Yeah, in, in fact, they have the best record in basketball since February 1st. Right, I, I was pretty sure I knew they were towards the top. Utah also uh, is playing really well. I agree. I mean, I would. You know what's funny though? You know, as great as Curry's been this year, and I prefer Curry. I am not a James Harden fan. I think I even told you this like last year. But the thing about James Harden, I will say, is that he's been missing Dwight Howard for most of the season, and the Rockets are still a top three team in the West. If they are still top three by by the middle of April when the playoffs start, isn't it kind of fair that Harden should get the nod there because? He's had to work with less, whereas Steph Curry has had the, you know, pretty much a stack, a stack deck, I guess. Do you care about a guy playing only one side of the court? And I'm not buying in on this James Harden has gotten better on defense. Okay, he's gotten better on defense because he couldn't have gotten worse. Let me ask you a question. Is, is Steph, <laughs> is, is, let me ask you a question, though. Does Steph Curry play defense, though? I'm just curious. Honestly, he's leading the, he's leading the NBA in steals. I, I, I thought it was Westbrook. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Steph Curry is, is at the top right now. Westbrook is like okay. point one behind him. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, 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 hey, I'm not going to doubt you. You're the grinder. I'm not going to doubt you. I know you guys have a list of I, I want to ask you guys a question. Uh, sure. did, did both of you watch the Cavs and Spurs game last night or no? 
I watched some of it. Um, I, I, w- I would tell you what I did last night, but I'm not going to admit it on air because now I'll be looked at as a uh, my man card be pulled away from me. All right, well, uh, two minute of the game, four, four, four seconds left. Kyrie is blistering hot, and it's a three-point team. Greg uh-huh. Popovich is quote-unquote genius. Why did he allow Kyrie to shoot a three-pointer and even have a chance? You need to foul. 100% you need to foul. Same genius that also uh, took out Tim Duncan out of the game. Game six is the, is the heat in 2013, but I'm not going <laughs> to respond. And, uh, I mean, everybody has their faults. <laughs> I, I, think Popovich gets, I, think, I, I think Popovich gets a pass a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, he has five rings, man. So it's hard to, it's hard to he, judge the guy. Like, I get it. Yeah, just like Belichick, he's got Tim Duncan, and Belichick had Brady. I mean, like I said, when you, win, when you win titles, man, you get a lot of you get a lot of leash, a lot of leash. Would Pop, if Popovich didn't have Tim Duncan, he win is, is he winning titles? I don't think so. No. You need, you need the players. Of course. I mean, look at Phil Jackson. Tom he has the greatest player of all time. Tom Thibodeau is a great coach. You agree? Tom Thibodeau is a great coach, and he, he doesn't have the right players right now. <laughs> to me, to me, Tom Thibodeau is kind of like. Almost kind of like a Chip Kelly kind of thing, because he's going to do everything his way. He doesn't care what the outsiders say. He's going to grind his players hard to the head catch because that's the way his coaching style is. He's kind of he's kind of like a Chip Kelly in the NBA. I can see that. That's good. That's a good comparison. Good job, G. Yeah, not bad. Uh, you know, like, like once in a while when I'm awake during this podcast, like, I can make a good point here and there. <laughs> yeah, once, once a month. Once a month. That's four Fridays. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, you can follow Keith on Twitter at Keith Irizarry. Follow him on ESPN Radio, 98.7 New York. You can follow him on NBA Sports Radio, Yahoo Sports Radio. <sighs> oh, God. Lots of work there, uh, Keith. We'll talk soon, man. I love having you on the show, man. Good to have you on. And thank you for making some time for us, man. I know it's been, we've been trying All to work right. this out for weeks now. So, Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. Always fun, and I'll, uh, let's try to do it again soon. All right, brother. You take bye, care. Keith. You got All it. All right, go back. That's the man, Keith Irizarry, right here. Earth Radio Show. Quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. We just teased it last year earlier, and now we're going to discuss it now with uh, G about the Durant-Westbrook. Uh, if you were to build – if you were to uh, – build a team today from scratch, who do you take the build around? Russell Westbrook or Kevin Durant? It's actually been a big debate on social media for uh, all day, and on, we'll read off some of, the, some of the comments today that I got back on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks.
Ever heard of a band called Lamagachi? Rabbit? Ever heard of a band called Lamb of God? I've heard of them. I've never heard of them. Uh, not bad. On what? I, I guess that's another rock band that we don't agree on. You don't like them, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what about Hellstorm? You like Hellstorm or no? I don't know. I I don't know enough, enough about them to to truly make an assessment on them. I heard one song. I heard these. You know? I, I, I saw a couple. I, the reason why I know Hellstorm is I went to go see a Ben Sevenfold Hellstorm open for them, and I absolutely fell in love with the lead singer Lizzie Hell. Absolutely fell in love. With her. She's really amazing, vocally amazing. The end is great, but fell in love with her. By the way, we're going to have Benjamin Albright uh, of uh, 94.1 Denver on the show with us in about five minutes. Five. Actually, about well, ten minutes, I'd say. Um, actually, <laughs> I mean, I look forward to that interview. He's he's he's, he's funny. His last like two or three interviews on the show, he's really loosened up a lot. He's like, really, he's really what? like, huh? He's really what? Loosened up a lot. Like he's really like you know oh, yeah. joking around and yeah. stuff. And it's, it's funny. It's, it's hysterical to me. Yeah, he's like a regular dude with us. <laughs> yeah. He's he's big time now, man. He he he, he got that Twitter battle with uh Artie, our, our boy Artie. He did. Artie Black. Yeah, a little battle. I was like, what the what's going on here? Hello. Wow. Look at Artie. It, it, it was a legit battle. Yeah. Uh, who do you think won? Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit out on air. Come on! It's like good points. Both had good points. I, I think Ben. I think had a lot more foresight. I guess in terms of the, the you know, because he covers the league and covers, you know, it's inside a little more. But I, I've already held his own. You know. Hey, Artie's a smart kid. He's a smart kid. He's a very smart kid. He's funny. Uh, he's, I, I, he's, I, I, speaking of Twitter, Abby, WC Artie Twitter, Abby. Yeah. A little hard. Yeah, he gets a little. Yeah, it's funny. He gets a little giga NGSC. Also, he's like he's big time now. Oh. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it, DJ, you nailed it. Yeah, cereal. The king of cereal or the prince of cereal. I'm the king of cereal, he's the prince of cereal. Anyway, um so we've having this debate, you know, with 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 Kevin Durant being out a lot this year and Russell Westbrook on his tear the last six weeks, a lot of debate recently has been towards uh, you know, you know, who's the who's the Batman and Robin and whatnot. And and by the way, Shout out to our girl, Rosalind Ross, who was on the show last week with us. He actually co-hosted the entire show with us last week. Wrote a great piece today on Russell Westbrook being the Batman now, the, the other Batman with, with Durant uh, on the, you know, he wrote, she wrote it on the Sportsman Journal today. Check out that piece, get a chance. Um, but a lot of debate has been going on, at, you know, even at my, my regular job, you know, we've been talking about this. Uh, if you had a chance, if you had the choice, and he teased it today to the show, <clears throat> we asked Lang, we asked, uh, you know, Keith, you know, if you were starting a franchise, who would you build around? In terms of Durant and Westbrook, who would you build around? And I, I, I think I know you know your answer. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and I think we're opposite sides of the spectrum, but I don't, but I don't think we're far apart necessarily. Um, obviously, you said Westbrook, right? Yep. And why? Um, if you're gonna start, if you're gonna start a team with, with one of those two guys, you pick the guy who plays both sides of the ball. You know, right. hey, for me, that's the easiest part. I mean, Kevin Durant. To me, it's just the nicer, more commercialized, uh, better team player version of Carmelo Anthony. You know, if you, you, you can hit any shot on the court. You know, I mean, it, it, it's impossible to defend to some degree. You know, but, but that's pretty much it. 
will give you the 30 a game. You know, I mean, he's plus when he needs to be. But Russell Westbrook, you know what goes under the radar about Russell Westbrook is the fact that he is a leader. He is a team player, you know. I think I said it last week. When you see him on the bench, he's out there. He's out there. He's screaming for his teammates. He's the first one up. Class of the day. It's like, it's funny. The media just wants to show you who they want to show you because Russell Westbrook is kind of rough around the edges when it comes to talking to the media. Kevin Durant is like an open book. You know, he's the one crying at MVP award. No, but, 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 but when you see Russell Westbrook cry, they say you're the real MVP. No. Hold on, hold on. I will say, though. <laughs> I will say, though, Durant's got a little bit annoying last, this, last, this year on Twitter. Like, he's so sensitive now. People, I, I, look, I get the fact that he's being so sensitive. Like, is he a nice guy or is he, oh, he's an a-hole? Which one? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's sensitive. I, that's why I think it is. I think he's just a overly sensitive person, which is not what Russell Westbrook is. He doesn't care what you really think about. Well, I asked this question. There's a question today on my social media platforms. I mean, I've been doing this on a lot the last couple of weeks now on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram just to get more involvement and stuff. And stuff. And, and so we asked the question, who you build around? Mark Francois, a guy said Westbrook. Durant hasn't clearly demonstrated a well-induced improvement. He's a world-class talent and a generational player. But what I don't see is the unfailing refusal to accept anything less than perfection. While KD is clearly the better all-around basketball player by virtue of size and skill set, Westbrook just looks like a cornerstone. I like that. That's our guy. Yes, he's a contributor to the show. Um, Mark Francois, my guy. Um, another, uh, you know, here's another one here uh, from Brett Maestreet, a good friend of mine, actually, too. He says, Durant gets hurt. Well, Durant gets hurt. Westbrook was one of the biggest heroes career, and all of a sudden, uh, somehow debating this. Westbrook is a great player, but not even a question is KD for me. Despite Westbrook's defensive prowess, KD is on another level of efficiency and overall greatness. Not taking away from Russ, just think that KD is that good. See, that's why I kind of stand on too. I think my my only reason, the only reason I'm leaving Grant is because of the sample size. For me, so we're seeing Westbrook as the man for six weeks. I've seen Durant as the man for six years. You know, and not saying that this can change. But I think I think the uh, sample size is a little unbalanced. If we see Westbrook get the opportunity to do this, and I think it could do this, then it would be a, a fair fight. Um, your answer is funny as hell. Well, I'm not gonna read it because you just said it yourself. Uh, Dane Thompson says I love Russ. KD's eleventh freak nature. He's improving his defensively. He could average a double double one two plus fifty forty ninety player. Go ahead. You know, you know, when you discuss this, they're two completely different players personality-wise. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I think that's where the divide is. Like, I think Green Green brought up a great point. And, yeah. and the part of, um, of, of OKC probably leading to recovery to Durant because he is a more marketable guy. You know, he, he does have these endorsements. And, and little kids love him. Like, he's just that face of that franchise. You can't really let that go because it's not like he's 32. Like, he's young. You know, so it'll be kind of weird to trade that way. Hmm. Wow. Let me find some more answers here. Uh, let's see. <laughs> some of these are comical. Some of these are, co- some of these are comical, man. I'm, I'm telling you. Some of these answers I'm seeing are comical. It's, it's, got, it's actually got kind of heated on some of the uh, – 
you know, one guy on Twitter says Durant because there's so many good point guards. I don't think there's good enough answers to, to, to this based on. I think Westbrook is, deserves. I think Westbrook is definitely doesn't need to answer nobody. He's definitely here. And here's a point I've made, you know, all you know, all season long and recently too. And I believe this right now as I sit here. As good as Steph Curry is, as good as James Harden is, I'm gonna say it again. Two of the three best players in this league play on the same team. You didn't. You can guess who that, that is. Two definitely be a Joe players in this league. Huh? Joe Johnson and Brooke Lopez. I was gonna say Darren Williams and Brooke Lopez. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Brooke and Darren. Yeah, yeah. Durant, Durant, and Westbrook. You know what's funny? You know how bad both those teams have been this year in the NBA. We didn't even give a crap about not talking to each other in the game when they played this year. Heat Nets. Oh yeah. Played, you know what's funny? It's like I watched the first half of that and I was like, oh, I didn't care. So it's like it's not so, it's an 82 game season. And like, they're a five goal team. You know, another thing that I'll say, it's not even funny, it's pathetic. And, and, and then it hit me. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, maybe EJ Davis give me some of the silent treatment today. We're so over it. <laughs> the thing is, with the Heat, though, I think the Heat's case, obviously, a lot of injuries. Look, no Bosch now. Bosch is out for the year. Uh, Wade's missed 16, 17 games this year. Uh, McRoberts, you know, was, was a key cog. He was playing well at the time he was healthy, and then he got hurt. You know, that hurt also as well, too. Um, they can't stay healthy. So I, I think the Heat gets more excuses, obviously. Brooklyn's so bad with that roster. I don't get it. Man, you and me both, brother. I, I don't get it. And, and, and I really tell Lionel Hollins it's going to be a, a good coach. Lionel Hollins makes a terrible decision. Oh, wow. You don't close on Lionel Hollins, bro? I, I, I was all outlined on that one. Like, when we got him, I was like, this is going to be great. And the, the, only thing, the only thing that you could say that turned out good this year was the uh, maturity of uh, Mason Plumley. And honestly, I hold that more to Kevin Garnett than Lionel Hmm. Yeah, Makes sense. Um, but, yeah, back to the Westbrook thing, though. And once again, get a chance, check out uh, Ross Ross's piece on sportsmanjournal.com. It was actually a great piece. Um, but, you know, I, I think Westbrook, like, to me, he has a lot of Kobe in him. Even Kobe said it himself, too, that, you know, uh-huh. you know, I, I see a lot of myself in that kid, and, and, and I do. Um, my, the only thing of Westbrook I will say, and, and this is the negative, the negative about this tier, as great, he, as great as he's been this last six weeks, the Thunder have gotten better, but they, they, they're actually not in the playoff hunt right now. Like, well, in the hunt, but they're not. If, like I said earlier, if the playoffs start today, they'd be the ninth seed. They're only, I think, 13 and 10 without Durant this year, though. Yeah, exactly. So not, I mean, no, if that, you want to use that sample size, like, if you can, like, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't think it's fair to use it against Westbrook, but if we're based on a sample, this is why I said, this is why I said earlier, the sample sizes aren't fair because, you know, he was thrown, I mean, Granted, new roster now. You know they flipped the roster. Got you know brought in cancer and whatnot. You know, but the the one thing about Westbrook will say that hurts him though, and I think for him to be the guy going forward, and he could be the guy, like I said, is that he needs to harness some of that energy. Like he he plays such balls to the wall though, but it, it sometimes feels not controlled at times. And I think one of the things that made that made Michael Jordan so great as he got older was the fact that <clears throat> he played with more control as he got older. Kobe Bryant the same thing too. Westbrook needs to find that medium somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, you know what it is for people like about about championship teams? And, and this kind of goes to the Jordan and Kobe thing. Is that Russell Westbrook is 
everybody said LeBron did it, and that was that quote unquote killer instinct. And 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 that's all that Russell was for DNA. I think people love that because that because when you think of killer instinct, you think of Kobe, you think of Michael Jordan. I'm not saying he's the next to me to one of them. It's just a, a trait that people look for. Right. It's a, it's, a, it's a very heated debate. Uh, um, you know, I don't know. It's a very heated debate about about this. And I mean, I mean, I'm, if you go to my Facebook page right now, um, it, it, it like the the, the the conversation continues right now, and and, and the case is being made. You know, for both guys. You know, I I think it comes down. I, I think a lot of it has a likability too. Like you said, it, this is like a nicer version of Kobe versus Shaq. Mm-hmm. You know, at least at least these guys like each other. You know what I'm saying? Kobe exactly. Shaq. Exactly. Like at least they get along. <laughs> the one thing I want to say about the Kobe Shaq thing, though, is that a lot of people back then were in Shaq's corner because he was a likable guy. But in hindsight, Kobe was right all along. Yeah, he was. And, and, Shaq and, was, and it was funny because Kobe dealt with the same thing again with Dwight Howard, which is why I think Kobe was just... Well, Dwight's is soft. You know, I don't I, I, I ever call Shaq soft. Dwight Howard, no, as, as all the tools that he may have and he could have... He's soft. I'm done. I'm done defending that guy. I'm done defending that guy. And obviously, Houston doesn't even really need him. I mean, when you look at it. To be honest, with you, I mean, they they really they really didn't lose anything because they gave up buying him. And where is he at now? <laughs> I mean, he's not yeah. in the league anymore. He's not in the league anymore. So, I mean, they didn't really lose anything um, for him. But uh, all right, crazy. Let's take a break. We come back. Ben Albright, 94-1, Denver. Talk more NFL, fantasy next. Nursing Radio Show.
All right, we're back. Earthquake Radio Show. We'll have Ben Albright off, off with us momentarily. Um, wow. Good show today, man. Very good show. Once again, thanks to Russell Baxter, Lane Green, and Keith Irizarry for coming on the show today. Great show. Um, by the way, if you get a chance, guys, check out NGASports.com. We've got a lot of good things going on there. A lot of great articles there. Uh, me, G, we do right there all the time. Uh, G's putting on some great free agency uh Winners and losers stuff. I mean, by the way, I, I, I actually, for the most part, agree with what you said about some of the players and whether they were good moves or not, the grade you gave them. Um, yeah, the only yeah, one yeah, I think... Yeah, I, yeah, you were talking about Andre Johnson one the other day. Yeah, that's the only one I think that was, you and I were kind of... And I'm not saying it's bad. I don't, you, you gave it a D, didn't you? Was it a D you gave it? Yeah, I think it was a D or a D minus. I, I, I thought it was a little low. I think Andre could help. I think him being there is going to help T.Y. Hilton. Um, the I, I think the money I think we were, I think we're kind of, maybe where the vice started because you think that he got paid a little too much. Um, yeah. Maybe something else. And, 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 and let me tell you, I, I'm I've always been an Andre Johnson fan. Always been an Andre Johnson yeah. fan. I just think at at, at at stage of his career, it's pretty much like you know, you're pretty much re- replacing Reggie Wayne with Reggie Wayne almost. But I, I do think Andre Johnson has more games than Reggie Wayne at this point. You know, but oh, I I I I still think you need to stop putting what he put with his offense. Frank Gore. But they made some decent moves. I, I, I don't. I think you know, you know, forcing all this with the guarantee, make a contract non guarantee. I think it was smart. Um, signed Darnell Dockett. You know, obviously they lose Patrick Willis. You're not going to be able to replace that. Uh, I mean, by the way, that was a shock. That 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 shocked me about Patrick Willis retiring. Um, also, well, it well, hey, listen, if you're all signed into it, man, why bother killing your killing yourself in your, in your body? For a sport you don't long want to play, you made your money. He's paid. You know what I'm you know, he's paid. You don't. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure you get a job in the NFL somewhere or do some coaching or something. I'm sure you'll be able to do something to make make yeah, money. I mean, it's just crazy because in his prime, he was he was the best linebacker, middle linebacker in the league in his prime. You know, I mean, he, he had a good two three year stretch when he was probably the best linebacker in the league. You know, with the injury slow that when you thirty years old, he's retired. Like, come on, like, I, like if, if you give me that life, I'll take it. <laughs> right, right. Um, what moves like what 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 moves shocked you the most this week? Shock, uh, shock, shock, shock. Uh, why do you have in mind? That's the thing. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, obviously the, the Jimmy Graham one, I think, was the one that really threw everybody for like what? You know what? Like, there, was, there, there was one. Because we, we don't, you know, you know what it is though in the NFL, we don't hear about salary caps. Like we hear it after the fact, but we don't. We, we're not privy to knowing day to day how the salary caps work in the NFL because it's so much more nuance involved in that than just like in the NBA where the numbers are numbers. Well, in the NFL, well, there's a cap, a salary cap, it's a hard cap, it's a cap hit, you know, whatnot. So I, I was unaware that the New Orleans Saints had a cap, had cap issues. Oh, um, I guess over here that the deal is not done 
the 49ers are still making a play for Percy Harvin. And Michael Crabtree is uninterested in going back there. I'm reading all this stuff now. Okay. Uh, well, we got Ben Albright. We got Ben Albright okay. now. You want to, you, want to, you want to intro him real quick? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and now welcome to the Earthy Seeker Radio Show. A very handsome and intelligent man, Benjamin Albright. <laughs> I profusely apologize for being so late, gentlemen. My, uh, my boss is being uh, a word I can't mention right now. It's okay. It's okay. We've all been okay. there. All been there. For, for you, we will we'll, we'll shift the world for you. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were just actually we were just discussing some of the phasing moves. I want to ask you quickly about and surprisingly we didn't bring up earlier, G. Um, the Colts. And adding Andre Johnson, Trent Cole, Frank Gore. What was that alone? Obviously, you, you you build a champion in the draft, not in free agency. But right now, for what you see with the Colts, because they were a team I, I thought last year were it was Andrew like a bust. They need some more weapons. They they, they got they got older guys, but guys who are still viable in the league. What do you think about this Colts team now? With, at least with these three guys moving forward. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. You can see that Grigson's getting a little hot under the collar. He knows he built through the draft, but uh, he's getting a little hot under the collar because there's so much uh, there's so much pressure on him to win with the tools that he has. So he's making a desperate play to try to get uh, get over the hump and get that Super Bowl and uh, tie him down as a, as a general manager for longer rather than getting fired. That's a good point. That's a very good point. G. Um, I, I want to ask you real quick about the Detroit Lions. They, they they, 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 they obviously got um, Aloni which, which obviously he's a Dallas surprise, I wanted to say, and I forgot. Aloni Nana from Baltimore. But that said, yeah. they lost Fairley and they lost Sue. That, 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 that Detroit front line was strong because of Fairley and Sue, and now there's only one man. Do you think Detroit gambled by, by, by letting Fairley test free agency? No, I think they were. I think his time there was done. I think both he and Sue, they weren't counting on being back. Uh, they got not. They got the loading nada. They still have uh, Cliff Averill over there. They still have uh, uh, Ziggy Ansah. I think that line's going to be fine. All, all said and done. Oh, okay. Um, ben Albright with us right here, Earthquake Radio Show. Phone turn on Ben Albright, NFL. Um, ben Chip Kelly has been the star. To me, the biggest star for agency, and 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 some for the right reasons, for the wrong reasons. I like what he's doing. I think he the fact he's showing balls. He's showing a lot of balls that you know what I'm. I'm making this team my way. I'm I am the head of football operations. It's gonna go my way. What do you see that's going on? I and mean, obviously, you're familiar with the college game too. Um, do you like what you see so far with Chip Kelly? What he's doing with his roster? Yeah, I thought I think every move that they've made so far, with the exception of one, has been a great move. Um, Which one? I, I think Chip Kelly's doing it his way. I think I'll get to that one here in just a second. I think it's a. I think um, I think he's doing it right. You know, I think he's doing it his way, and that's going to be how he's going to do it. You know, Chip Kelly's like, uh, I'm. You know, this is the last time somebody said Chip Kelly was in over his head. He took over Oregon program and brought them national relevance. So uh, until he proves to me that he's a failure, he's a, you know I'm going to trust in what he does. Now that said, I didn't care for the Demarco Murray signing. It doesn't make much sense to me. They overpaid for a running back who. Uh, who's coming off a, a big wear and tear year behind the number one offensive line in uh, in pro football. So I, I don't understand why I overpaid for DeMarco Murray other than he called him up begging for a job. So uh, that one doesn't make much sense to me. Plus, he's got four running backs on the roster now. I don't know what kind of weirdo diamond box formation he's going to run in that backfield, but uh, it just doesn't seem like there's enough carries for everybody. <laughs> and sorry for being patient. I, I I like to harp on a negative quickly when you say except for one. Well, what's the one? What's the one negative? 
that's 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 just us media guys, man. We want we want to go. What's what's the worst scenario? What's well, Ben Albright with us on the Ernie <laughs> Radio Show? Follow us on Ben Albright NFL. Um, the Dolphins and look, I'm in South Florida here, and you know a lot of people are excited. But there's some apprehension too, also because of the money they pay for Dolphins too. Was he worth? Is he worth that kind of money for a team like Miami? Who, who obviously, you look at New England, what they've done for years. You know, they they don't go for the highest, you know, the highest paid player. They go, they 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 trust in their their system, trust in the coaching, whatnot. Do you see this as another another move that okay, fine, great move, but you saw eight and eight. I mean, that division in and of itself is getting tougher across the board. You look what the Jets did. They built a squad over there. Buffalo's got a tough team. That division just getting tougher. It's not a it's not a doormat division anymore. Um, you know, I, I don't think you pay a defensive tackle who's not the top guy at his position uh, top five quarterback money. I think that's ludicrous. But, you know, bottom line, the Miami Dolphins got rid of LRB. They got rid of a couple of the bad contracts they had, like a heart line. So, you know, they've cleared up the cap space to be able to do it for now. Um, but, uh, so, I mean, all, all said and done, it's not going to kill them, and it gives the fan base kind of a shot in the arm because it's a sexy hire. But uh, when all said and done, you don't give the, the third best defensive tackle in football, uh, you know, top five quarterback money. G. Um, I want to talk about the Jets for a second. Like, when the, you, you see the signs they were Revis that they got Marty that you know they're trying to do everything right. That they got the trade for Brandon Marshall. Um, do, do you think though that it's a cliche, or do you think it's too true that when these teams make all these kind of moves and they're all flashy to give you the headlines, that it kind of amounts up to anything? Because you were still really, really bad the year before. Like, 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 how, how, how many wins? So just add to a bad Jets team next year? I think it's tough to say. Um, you know, all said and done, I think the pieces that they're putting together are the right pieces. You look at what these guys have done. Like, Brandon Marshall's had a slew of terrible quarterbacks over the course of his career, um, and he's always produced. Uh, you know, Cromartie's good in that system. Uh, he knows the city. Uh, they got Revis back as a top-five corner in the NFL anyway you slice it. Um, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks out there. He's a he's a mid to upper mid-tier, uh, you know, starter in the league, and he just doesn't get any credit. So uh, all those things surrounded by the fact you got Chan Gailey in there, a guy who gets more out of his quarterbacks. I, I think you could look at a four- or five-win swing for, for New York just off those signings if they draft right and they stay healthy. What do you think of Buffalo getting McCoy? You think it was smart? All in move there for I me, think I think. I, I don't I don't I mean I think Rex Rex Ryan is obsessed with running backs for the wrong reasons and uh I think they overpaid for a guy who's you know who who takes a lot of negative runs. He's an explosive home run threat, but he takes a lot of negative carries and that's you know, my philosophy of football is always, you know, always be going forward. I don't care if you uh you know, I don't care if you give me the first down, but at least get me some yards. Uh, so, you know, I have a bit more of a grinder mentality. That's not really, not really my, um, not really my sign, my signing. But hey, you know, whatever floats their boat, I guess. What you, you know, I, I was shocked at the same time on the sound type issue. So when we heard the heard the news about Jimmy Graham getting traded, I mean that obviously shook shook the radar off of of free agency at four o'clock uh, this past Tuesday. I I find Jimmy Graham to be a slightly overrated just because of the. Positioning plays like from if, if, if Jimmy Graham was a, was an actual receiver, I can say yeah, Jimmy Graham top six five receiver in the league. But Jimmy Graham's a tight end. I think he's a he's a good receiving tight end, obviously. But there are certain attributes he does not bring to the table as a tight end. Does he make Seattle better? You think though? Much better. Um, 
Well, here's the thing. Seattle's been looking for an athletic middle-of-the-field tight end like that for a while. They tried to trade Percy Harvin for Julius Thomas last year. Um, you know, they were trying to get Julius in free agency, but they couldn't meet the price tag that Jacksonville offered. Um, so they've been looking for that middle-of-the-field guy uh, because what that gives you is a tall target that when Russ boots out and gets on the run, he can see and loft the ball up to. So I, I think it's a good move overall. Um, I don't know about having that much money tied up in the tight end position, but you know, from a from a fiscal standpoint, but from a football standpoint, I think it's a good move. Right. Gee. What is it about the quarterback position that keeps guys like Dan Orlovsky and Blaine Gabbert in the NFL? It's not so much uh, the, the position itself as, as, as much as it is coaches who have a familiarity with these type of guys. You know, these guys are smart on the whiteboard. They may not be able to go out and execute it physically, um, you know, like Orlovsky. Uh, and then Gabbert's got the size, you know, or whatever that's, that's covered. He's still a young dude, too. Gabbert came out pretty young. So there's that arrogance that comes with certain coaches that says, hey, I can turn this guy into a winner. Um, you know, and, and you see that all the time, guys sticking with guys beyond where they should. Uh, the problem with that is is that you see that happen. It seems to be one-dimensional. Or it seems to only happen to a particular skin color of quarterback where other guys that have the athleticism uh, don't get those second chances, you know, don't get those second and third chances. Um, you look at Terrell Pryor's getting one, but it, it just it really bugs me that, you know, you get one class of quarterback that seems to get fifth and sixth chances and the other quarterbacks only get one or two. I wrote a column last week, uh, last question to go, I wrote a column last week actually defending Geno Smith, not because I don't think he's all that good, but also I think is now adding a Brandon Marshall, all of a sudden the Jets actually have a decent receiving core, actually above average in my opinion, with Eric Decker being back at, at where he should be, which is the number two guy. That being said, is it worth one more year of Geno being a starting quarterback with an actual receiving core? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the worst thing that can happen is you're in line to get a better quarterback in the next draft. Um, the, way that, the way that I would say is Chan Gailey gets the most out of every quarterback. He got 3,000 yards and 24 touchdowns out of Tyler's big pen, and no one heard from him again. Uh, he's the guy who made Cordell Stewart famous. He got a good year out of Mike Tomzak. He made Ryan Fitzpatrick. I would say, uh, yeah, give Chan Gailey a chance with Geno. I want to ask you, Benjamin, real quick, because uh, I've asked a lot of draft guys or whatever. I just want to know your opinion. Um, the, the, the Miami Dolphins, I mean, the Miami Hurricanes running back, Duke Johnson, like, what, what do you see about his game going to the NFL? I think he's going to be a stud. I think he's kind of the forgotten name in that top crop of running backs. If you look at Gordon Gurley, uh, you know, those other guys, I think he's kind of the forgotten name. I think he's a bell cow back. I think he can do it. He's got the speed. He's got the strength. He's got the size. He, he'll be fine. You see, like, you, you, whenever I, I could come up with something like that, you think, and Benjamin agrees with me, I just feel smart. So, I'm all right. I'm all right. Because <laughs> <laughs> really, 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 that's really the name I've been saying. I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not all in on Amir Abdullah. You know, I understand Gordon and Gurley are the guys, but I just like them just. Oh, I want to ask Fair you, enough, you go, Ben, one more question. Uh, uh, Devin Fan to Dallas, your thoughts? Good, Ben? What? I- well, it'll be the best offensive line he's ever run behind if he can keep that turf toe healthy, which has been a lingering problem since that last game he played at Arkansas against LSU. Uh, you know, he should be fine. Um, I, I think Jerry always wanted him and, and took his uh, the diet version of him and Felix Jones in that draft because he knew he couldn't get up and get there. And so for Jerry, this is kind of like bringing the guy home that he always wanted. Uh, they got him on the cheap, and, you know, I, I say no harm, no foul. You get him behind that line, and he could be explosive. Absolutely. All right, man, we're short on time. Ben Albright, uh, Albright NFL on Twitter. But final on 941 FM Denver. Uh, ben, thanks so much for your insight, man. Really do appreciate it, man, as always. Anytime, guys. Anytime. And I owe you one for being late. Apologies. No, that's all right, brother. No problem. You take it easy, man, all right? All right. Take care. All right, brother. 
That's the man, Metro Albright, right here at Earthquake Radio Show. Love him on the show. Great show today. Actually, very fast-paced show today. Wow, two hours went by pretty quick, didn't it? It always feels by quick for me, man. Really? I went the whole show without using that thing. I went the whole show without using that, and you broke the code. You you, you do it to yourself having me on the show with you every week. What the fun, huh? All right. I'm with it. I'm with it. You are with it. All right, before we get going, do you have any shout-outs? I gotta give one shout out and one other radar, but uh, shout out to Ben Stiller because he is doing a sequel to one of my favorite movies, Zoolander. Zoolander 2 is scheduled to come out in 2016, February 2016. Thank God, because I really, I've been begging for this movie for like 10 years, 15 years, or the hell this other Zoolander came out, so why did I do that? I don't have a shout out at all. I really don't. That's lame, man. Shout out to the Marvin Gaye family for winning that lawsuit against uh, Robin Thicke and, and Pharrell. Really? Even though really? I don't know if I agree or disagree with them at all. I'm not saying shout out to them they winning the lawsuit. I didn't think they would. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with them, but go get your money, boy. And, 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 and it's funny, they were bragging about it. They were on, uh, I think, either like Inside Hollywood, some one of those, those stupid entertainment shows. And they're all playing happy in the background. Wow, you serious? Like, really? Yeah, I'm dead serious. It's, it's so petty, dude. It's, it's terrible. It really is petty. Like, really. You know what? We're all got money to throw around, so whatever. It's really it. like, 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 dude, just take your money and run. Take your money, enjoy it, stick up your butt or something, I don't know, and run. <laughs> like, if anything, if anything, around like Robin Thicke, they actually did you a favor in the long run. Because, uh, 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 it's like these guys work for their money, so, you know, they did you a, they did you a favor in the long run. Yeah, this one, was, uh, I don't know, this sounds very petty, man. Once again, thank you to Lee Val, Ted Hicks of the Happy Hour Network, and of course, our family at NGSE Sports, Ralph Garcia, Kyle Nass, Cindy Stokes. Great show today, man. Great, great show. Very fast-paced show, though, too. I was, I was very shocked off that. Because it was all NFL, man. That's why. NFL. That's what it does to you. Yeah. All right. Oh, shout out to LeBron James and that damn head, so no headband thing. Put back on. Put back on. You always put, have, you, 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 you always, put it you on. You love LeBron James. Either put it on the headband or, or, or shave the head off. Dude, seriously. Jesus, shave the head off. Seriously, I can barely recognize him with that headband. <laughs> anyway, follow G on Twitter at G. Hey, before we go, G, any shows, any uh, articles looking forward to in the next couple of days? Um, no, just go to ngscsports.com and you can check out my 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 articles that I'm creating the NFL free agency parts one and two. Also, go to my website gcleo.com, Instagram, Twitter, G double E S D double E L I O. Your Instagram's been kind of quiet last, as of late. Your Instagram been really quiet as of late. No, I, I've actually been more active than you. I'm only not. I'm really not on it. That's fine. I'm not really on it. And you can follow me on Twitter, of course, at Easy Seven. Subscribe to the Earthquake Radio Show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Check out all the podcasts we, I, you know, I do also as well. The radio spots I do during the week. We're out, man. Take care. Be good. Later. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.